welcome back, you guys. I'm so, so excited today for you to hear from my sweet, sweet friend, Kendra Zaru. And we were just laughing about her last name because when you see her last name, you're going to be like, how do I say that too? And even though I know you well, <laughs> I always get it wrong. I always get it wrong. But Kendra Zaru. So just a little backstory. We both are in the same network marketing company and that's how we met. But this woman has been just such a blessing, such a, such a gift in my life. And I'm so excited for you to meet her. So we'll just kick it off and I'll let you introduce yourself, Kendra. Who are you? Hey y'all and welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life laughing a little and crying a little because let's be honest we all do a little of both so settle in grab a cup of coffee and let's live on mission together oh my goodness it's so exciting to be here those of you who listen to this regularly and follow rachel you know what an incredible woman she is and she's an incredible friend and so when she asked me to do this i was so excited just it's an incredible gift to have a friend who one you have so much fun with but yeah. two you know is constantly praying for you constantly seeking after god in her own life and just wants to live this life of integrity and i love finding friends like that and that's just a special gift that god has given us in our friendship so i'm super excited to be here um, a little bit about me. I am a mama of three biological kids. Um, I have one bonus daughter. I was a widow at 35. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, my husband passed away from colon cancer at the young age of 35, and I was a widow to three young kids. And then God blessed me with, I met another incredible man and I got remarried, got a bonus daughter out of that. I now am an empty nester, which is crazy. Born and raised in California lived a bit in Texas uh, with my first husband, then back to California. And now we have moved across the country to Charleston, South Carolina. So lots um, of stuff that goes on with me. I have since gone back to school and I ended up opening a private grief practice where I work with clients all over the world in dealing with their grief. And part of that was bringing in a health and wellness aspect because oftentimes when you have suffered a loss or you're a caretaker, you don't take care of yourself or you're a mama who's super busy, maybe a single mom or just a mom who's got lots going on. You don't take care of yourself. And I needed simple, effective tools that I could share with my clients to help them get their life back after a loss and one of those main priorities is we have to care for ourselves if we actually want to grow and have healing in our life. And so that's how I got involved and met Rachel in that process. And I, it's the passion of my heart and my life is to help women live the life that God has called them to and to heal from whatever this life has thrown at us. So yeah. quick little bit about me. I always say, and I'm pretty sure I said this to you, but I feel like you're like, I'm like following in your footsteps. Like I watch you parent your kids. I've always, I know I've said this to you. Like I've watched you like, you know, keep them home and like make sure their friends were felt welcome to come over and I've watched you send them off to college and just all this. Like, I feel like I'm like right behind you in that aspect. And you have been such, such a mentor. You may even know it, but 
Thank just you. Watching parents and like the way that you prioritize family and, and just your values. Like, I mean, seriously, like, seriously, you're such an inspiration to me. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I always like to ask my guests, like, what do you love most about your life right now today? What do I love most? I have to tell you, um, I love so much. And the more you get to know me, I really focus on gratitude. I have had an incredible life but also not the easiest life. And so there has been a lot of heartache and suffering in my life. And yet, um, so I probably, um, based on what I've been through, have have this really acute view of gratitude. And so I love so much in my life because it's definitely what helped me through um, some of the difficult times in my life. But right this moment, I sent my two youngest. So I have twins that are 21 who just went back to school for their senior year. And then my oldest um, graduated from college and she lives in Texas. And then I have another, my bonus lives in California. So what I love right today is that we sent our kids back, which is a mix of emotion. Maybe by the time you watch this, most of our kids will be or listen to this. Most of our kids will be back in school. And it's an inc- it's so exciting to send our kids back to school, or maybe you're homeschooling and you're starting a new year and there's so many great things going on in life, but we recognize that that always means like kids are growing and life is changing and it's a new season. And as hard as it was to send my babies back for their senior year of college, I am loving having time with just my husband. We have a really, really great time together. We are very intentional about having fun and creating fun and having a strong marriage. And I will say right now, it is not, um, it's always been a priority, but it's not easy to do. So we've just been very intentional. And now with nobody at home, we can just, we have a little more freedom to just have fun in a lot of different ways. I love that. I love that. It's so exciting. So you mentioned, okay, so you did bring up, you lost your husband very, very early. And one of the things that I told you this, but I want my listeners to know about you is that one, your faith is huge. You are, you are so grounded in, in your faith, your belief in Jesus Christ, and that guides what you do. A lot of us have never even experienced anything close to what you've been through in your short life, but you did one of the first tragedies that hit you as an individual hit your family was losing your husband at 35 Mm -hmm. with three small children. Would you just like, tell us about that? Tell us about how did your, how did your faith ground you in that moment? Like, how did you make it day to day to like, where, I mean, you're obviously healthy and thriving and, and so rooted in Christ and still just doing so incredibly well. How do you go from a tragedy like that, which I know happened Mm -hmm. very quickly, very unexpectedly Mm -hmm. to still saying today, I love my life and God is so good to me. Mm -hmm. So I always want to be really clear about this because I know, and I work with people every day who are in deep suffering. So for those of you who may be listening, who are in the midst of deep suffering right now, I want to say, I know exactly what it is to live in deep suffering for a extended period of time. And one of the things that is so powerful is that God is who he says he is. And one of the things he whispered to me when the doctor had told me that they, my husband had cancer all throughout his body. We had no idea. He was like a happy, healthy. We were father. We were actually, he was coaching our son baseball in the morning that night had a stomach ache, no big deal, but then started to hurt a little bit more. We went to the ER um, and they literally 
opened him up to try to figure out if he had a blockage or something. And the doctor came back and said, he has cancer all over his body. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And that is how my life changed like this. And it was frankly hell for the next 10 months. Um, we tried all sorts of things and then he passed away. But through that time, as I got that diagnosis and it began to sink in, the thing that I recall the most is that I literally fell to my knees and just sobbed, like, what is happening in my world? And there was this gentle whisper that over the course of battling cancer and then ending up um, my husband passing away is God had this gentle whisper of us of, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And that is one of the things that literally carried me through. And I do like to say this because I have a strong faith, but in those moments, you're like, really? Because like, where are you? My world is completely falling apart. Where are you? And those are those moments and we're all going to have them. And maybe it's not because of the loss of a spouse, but we're all going to have hard times hit us. That is life here on earth. And at that moment, it was this defining moment for me in my faith that life is telling me life is going crazy. My life is kind of falling apart, but God continues to ask the question or tell me, I will never leave you or forsake you. Do you trust me? That's a choice we all have to make regardless of what we're, we're facing. And I can remember in those moments sobbing and be like, but this is so unfair. I, I can't believe you would do this to us. All we ever do is serve you. We love people. All the reasons we don't think we should have heartache, right? And God simply said, I love you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Do you trust me? And I remember taking this deep breath and just, again, I was like sitting up, lying on the floor, sobbing. And I was like, God, I will trust you. I have no idea what you're doing. I have never experienced heartache. I didn't know this kind of heartache existed. Yeah. But I will trust you because that's the only thing I know. That's the only thing I know. And I will say that that was kind of a launching point for a new relationship with Jesus and understanding that God loves us at this deep level, that I don't have it all figured out, that love him loving me, me loving him does not mean a life without suffering. It yeah. just means he's going to be there. And there's something when you know that God is really with you, that you're like, all right, let's do this. I got to do it. So yeah. let's do this to your glory. And that's what kind of um, just started to mark this new phase of my life. But it was definitely a choice. And you always have the choice to be like, no, you're a jerk. You shouldn't have made this happen. And this is all your fault because I work with people all the time who say that. And I totally get it. But God is bigger than that. And he does love us. And he will give us the comfort we need during anything we're going through. And I experience it. Do you think, I've never really thought about this, but just hearing you talk just now, do you think that that struggle, that, it's so many words I could come up with that, but that like hardship in your life and your decision to say, no, I'm not going to listen to the lies and the doubt and the fears, but I'm going to trust you, Lord. Has that made you more, let's say, courageous in pursuing or doing other things in your life, like starting your grief counseling or, you know, moving across the country or all of those things. Like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I've got a dog okay. too. Totally fine. Hey, look, my dog is ringing the bell right now. So we're good. <laughs> okay. um, Sorry. But yeah. Has that, like, how has that impacted the rest of your life? Like how you parent, how you run your business, like how you approach your marriage? Oh, absolutely. That's such a great question. It has given me 
confidence to it, to understand that it's okay to be afraid of the unknown. It's okay to not know the answers to stuff. It's okay to not see the whole path and how it's going to turn out. But when we trust God, when we just follow him and we go day by day, leaning on him, we will be able to accomplish or get through anything. And so when it comes to launching a business, I'm like, I was a teacher by my trade and my education, but I sensed that God was calling me to use what I had experienced and use my life to serve other women. How did all that look like? How was I going to be able to provide for my children, send them to college one day? Like, I didn't have any of the answers to that. I don't, I don't have a business plan. I didn't know any of that. But if I know that God's going to carry me in the deepest, darkest, most brutal times where the loneliness is so great, where the unknown is so great, where you have no idea where the money is going to come, all those details, if I trust that, then he's certainly going to show me how to serve women, even if I don't know a business plan or in the raising of my kids, it's okay if my kids, if they're the only ones that can't go to this event, because there's just something in me that's like, nope, sorry. And it's okay to be like, hey, all you kids come to my house, which is what I would do with all my teenagers. And like, I would go downstairs and be like, hey, nobody's smoking weed or drinking here, but we can talk about anything else. Right. And right. So you just parent in a different way because you're like, oh, God's got this. And my job is to just show up and do it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I feel like so many of us, like even us as believers, we send we spend our lives like trying to create this bubble to like protect ourselves from bad things happening or whatever. And like you, you're, I mean, like you've lived outside that bubble, like almost your whole life. And it's so inspiring because like you constantly are telling me, Rachel, just trust God. Like I have an idea and I'm like, Kendra, like, I I don't know, it scares me. You're just like, just trust God. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But you know, I mean that it's totally changed the way that you do life. And not only that, but it has this ripple effect in the world around you. Mm -hmm. Like it's, had a ripple effect on me. It has a ripple effect on your children. You know, I see, I see how you interact with people that we know and love. And like, that is, God has literally taken your struggle and made it good. And mm. like, we give him yeah. the praise. Yeah. But yeah, I, just, I think that's good. And we, cause he promises that, right. Mm-hmm. He says that in scripture. So mm-hmm. I feel like part of what this journey has done is I think you hit the nail on the head as Christians, we can tend to create this bubble because we're doers and we like to put together all the pieces to make it good and safe. And I think part of when, when tragedy or trauma or difficult times hit us, we don't have the playbook. So we actually have to lean into scripture and the truth of Jesus and let him create instead of us create. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we learn to just, that's where we grow and trust. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. So what are some of your like go-to scriptures or even like, what are some scriptures that got you through, you know, losing your husband or, you know, sending Mm -hmm. your kids off to college, you know, like Mm -hmm. what, what are some that you just circle back to? So one of the most powerful scriptures for me is um, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life and give it abundantly. And this is one of those things that is really, I'm really passionate about talking about because we know from difficult times, we know from trauma, we know from loss that Rachel, you just touched on this, that our brain as human beings, we go into our coping mechanisms and we go into our protective mechanisms. And what I learned over time is that 
I felt responsible for making sure everything was okay in our life so that we would never have to suffer like this again. And number one, that's an unrealistic expectation for life. I was absolutely adamant with God, like, okay, my family has suffered enough. We have checked up all the boxes of suffering for this lifetime. And he's all, "Mm, that's not really how that works. Okay. (laughs) So the reality is no matter what you've been through, no matter what I've been through, we know tough times will come. They'll continue to come while we live live on this earth, whether we've had difficult times or we haven't. And so, but what happens if you go through multiple difficult times, like I have, like my children have, you tend to create these coping mechanisms. And one of them is I'm totally responsible or frankly, maybe you just question God, do you, are you really for me? Like you, your scripture says you're for me, but I'm not sure if I can trust that because it's been one hit after another for so many years. And I've done so much work over this, that this is an issue that comes up so much with my clients. And I think only after God did the work in me, was I able to help my clients. In fact, I was just on a call with a client before this, where we got into this issue of, do we really trust that God is for us? That if our life doesn't look perfect, if we have difficult times, if we're struggling, then our natural reaction is, maybe he's not totally for us. And so I had to retrain my thinking. And we know all the self-help books are like, you have everything you need to to think, to be successful, to do, you know, to think differently. And I'm going to just pause right here. And some people don't agree with me, but I, I do believe God has given us a strength to change and to grow, but he is the source of that. And so if we want to change our thinking, then we have to replace the lies with the truth. And this is one of those verses that when I realized what God was teaching me, I like day after day. And to this day, I repeat this verse over and over again. When I send my kids off to school, I can worry about what happens to them. They, they're in a different state. I can worry about all the possible things that could happen to him. And God, would I, am I going to have to go through a loss again? And yeah. he reminds me, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and give it abundantly. And I keep remembering, okay. Okay, you are in control and you have come to give us life and I can trust in that. So that is just one of them. The other one is I'm a doer. Um, and so I tend to uh, try to do to make things better. I don't know if any of you can relate. Um, and God has taught me to part of the trusting him is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And that is a great reminder for me as I went through a terrible tragedy, was rebuilding my life and then more tragedy hit, rebuilding my life. You know, all the things that I've gone through, I always want to make it better so that we don't have to suffer. And God is like, hey, or I have a great business idea. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it to make it great. And God is like, hey, be still and know that I'm God, which means I have to carve out time every day to be still to read his word, to sit with him and to let him guide my life, not me do, do, do according to what I think is going to, you know, do my life the way he wants. So those are my two favorites. I love that. That I learned in the years recently, another translation of that Psalm 46, 10, it says, stop fighting and know that I'm 
and I'm like, Ooh, I, fight. <gasps> I definitely fight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, I love that. Like you are speaking straight, straight to my heart. So thank you for sharing those. Cause like, I mean, that's how we, that's how we do life. Like that's how we fight, like put on the belt of truth, uh, you know, yeah. like that's God's word. And we, that's how we get through that. Not, not just that's how we get through. That's how we thrive. And we thrive. Mm-hmm. You, you're thriving and it's because you have Jesus inside of you. And that just makes me so happy. I want everybody to meet you. You're so sweet. So what are, so we talked a lot about you and I personally recently have mm-hmm. been talking about God really getting us outside <gasps> of our Um, And honestly, obviously like losing your spouse, like remarrying, bringing, you know, having this new blended family, sending them off to college. Obviously you've constantly been outside of your comfort zone, but how is God like right now? And we didn't really talk a whole lot about this, but feel what you feel led to share, but like, how is God continuing to call you outside of your comfort zone? Because like, I know from my own personal walk with Christ, if I get too comfortable Mm-hmm. that then I get complacent. And when I'm complacent, mm-hmm. I'm not living out what he called me to do. And so like, I do believe as Christians, it's that verse What's the verse he's carrying on to completion, the good mm-hmm. work he began in us. Right. So we constantly mm-hmm. are, I think he puts us in situations where we're forced to rely on him more than ourselves. So how is God mm-hmm. doing that even now, like even now in your life? Oh, such a great question. I do think we love to be comfortable. Comfortable feels safe. Comfortable is can be expected. We know what to anticipate and comfortable, and we don't like to be uncomfortable. But one of the huge things I work with my clients on, and one of the things I had to learn firsthand is to get comfortable in the uncomfortable, period. Doesn't matter what stage you're in, whether you've got kids at home, whether you're homeschooling, whether you're sending kids off to school, whether you're building a business, whether your marriage wherever your marriage is at, wherever your faith is at, wherever, if you're struggling with issues in your church, whatever it is, we have got to learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And the only way to do that is to learn to be okay with not knowing, not predicting, not understanding, but seeking after God in that process. And so right now, I mean, I will share with you all. I was, I don't know how much I'm supposed to share about this, but, um, I um, like to feel like I know what I'm doing and I'm confident in what I'm doing. And one of the things that God, and I've been working with grief clients for many, many years. And um, one of the things that has been a real blessing in my life, but has brought up some really interesting issues is I've been asked to write a book about a healing process from grief and using health and wellness and our morning routine and gratitude and these different things that I've implemented and I help my clients with. And although I do it day in and day out, this process has reminded me, I got to get uncomfortable and I'm very comfortable doing it day in and day out with my clients, but in a new way, God's calling me and pushing me to something new and it's uncomfortable. And we're facing, I'm facing things about maybe the way I work or my thoughts that I have. And are people going to like that? And all the things that we think when we're challenged to do something new, but it comes down to getting comfortable in the uncomfortable and just doing it. When I started my health and wellness business or my grief coaching business, it's all uncomfortable. I don't know how to do any of it, except that I love people. I love Jesus and I want to serve people and bring him glory. So if that's what you're starting with, go for it. That's awesome. 
Oh, that's so exciting. So you'll have to come back when you get the book published and you'll have to okay. talk more about it. I'm just in awe of you. Like I just, I mean, no joke, Kendra, your friendship means so much to me and just watching you do life and follow the Lord. Like Thank it's you. just, I don't see that in a lot of people, you know, and it just inspires me so, so much in the work that I do every day and the way I parent and very, very thankful for you. So you kind of, I mean, in one way, I guess you answered this next question, but like, how can we pray for you? Like, how can my listeners pray for you? Cause I know there are praying sisters out there who, who stop and pray as they listen to these, but how can people pray for you as you continue forward? Oh, you are so sweet. I, all of you, thank you. I think, first of all, I do want to be really clear that um, I would love prayer for God to use these words, however he wants them to, that if you're listening, that for you listeners, that you would be encouraged by my story, that you would be hopeful that one of the issues I have sometimes with Christians and the Christian church is that I think we make following Jesus and having this really positive attitude about Jesus always at work, that it's this really easy thing to, to do, and that we're not as good a Christians if we struggle with that. And I just want to tell you that when life turns, when situations turn your life upside down and you experience heartache, you experience grief, you experience issues financially or in your marriage or in friendships, or you lose, you have a loss. It definitely rocks our world. And it's okay that everything that you thought and that you used to preach about and believe and share about in Bible studies, all the places, it's okay for you to go, whoa, this feels really different now. And I'm struggling in my faith. And I want to be the, the one that tells you, do not be afraid of that. Like lean into that and go straight to Jesus about that because he will meet you right where you are at. And that struggle is going to create the most incredibly intimate, real, authentic relationship with Jesus, which is all that he wants from us. And so that's number one. So if you, I want you to know that. And for those of you who are struggling listening, the prayer would be that you would be able to hear that and reach out to, for help with Rachel or me or anybody that's in your community. And then my other prayer would be that, that you all would just allow God to use me through my writing. It's a place where I feel a little insecure, I'm being honest with you. So again, get comfortable in the in uncomfortable and be, I'm totally out of control in this situation and just trying to honor God in whatever way. And it's super easy to look around and be like, well, she's really good. I mean, Rachel here, she's the best at writing. She could just whip stuff off. But for me, there's a little bit of, you know, the enemy uses doubt and insecurity. And so prayer against that would be great. And then if you would just pray for my family as we go through this next transition, I would love that. That would mean so much. So thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I know, I know that God is going to use your words and your writing and the book and I don't know how or when or where or what that looks like, but I have no doubt, have no doubt because you are following where he is leading you. Thank you so much for taking just a minute to do this. And I love you. And I will, you guys, like, I will put all of her, like how to connect with her on Instagram and her website and all this stuff in the show notes of this podcast. So you can reach out to Kendra and tell her how awesome she is. Um, for this podcast. But um, thank you, my friend. I really, really appreciate you. And I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you so much for having me. Loved it. Love what you're doing.